awesome. So over this uh, this Christmas weekend, we've treated each of our services the same. Of course, we had two last night for Christmas Eve. Usually, that's uh, separate from Sunday weekend, and um, and so we we just turned it into three services. Last night, first service, four thirty. It was standing room only in here. People standing in the back. The overflow in the choir room was about half full, and then second service was about half full in here. I guess didn't have any idea what to expect uh, today. But I tell you, this is such a neat feel. Uh, we won't have Sunday morning Christmas for another 11 years. And uh, and yet we get to be able together to be together today. And those who are watching online as well. For some of you, maybe uh, part of your Christmas tradition has been to read from the book of Luke chapter 2. Maybe you remember as a kid, a, a parent or a grandparent reading from Luke 2. I just want to start our time uh, today. Just uh, I'll be about 10 minutes or so, and then we'll close with a song. But I want to begin by reading from Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1 a passage that you're familiar with. We're going to read all the way down through verse 20. If there is a passage that is a Christmas passage in the Bible, I would say this is it. So it says, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all were proceeding to register for the census, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, There were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they came in a hurry, and they found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. I remember a few years ago, this phenomenon started uh, in communities and neighborhoods as it relates to Christmas decorations. And it was those those displays where you could pull up in your car to the front of the house and they would have this elaborate light display and you could you could set your radio to a certain station right and, and you could dial up this this uh, station on the FM channel that always blew me away I always felt like it was like a personal radio or personal uh, uh, like a Christmas decorative concert just for us in our vehicle and you could pull up and they would always have a sign you don't see these as much now as you did a few years ago but there'd be a sign that would say tune your radio to whatever station right now or whatever it was, and it was, uh, you you tune it to that, and you would see this light display in this person's yard, 
perfectly synchronized to the music that was coming through your sound system in your car, your truck, your van, or whatever. It was just amazing, right? But the thing about it, there were some unwritten rules that you probably didn't even really think about. You already knew these existed, but you didn't really think that much about them. Number one, you had to be close enough to be able to hear the music. You couldn't just go out in your driveway at any old time and crank up the truck and suddenly hear the light show at the guy's house a mile and a half away. You had to be close enough to be able to hear it. And then at the same time, not only did you have to be close enough, but you had to be on the right channel. You had to be on the right frequency. You couldn't just put it on any channel. You had to be on the right channel. And, and, and what we often didn't realize was all we had to do was kind of roll up to the curb and set the channel to the right, to the right channel on the radio Somebody else did all the hard work, right? There was a family or a dad, right, or a, or a grandparent or a mom that was out there. And for weeks, they were setting all this stuff up, and they did all the hard work. We just got to kind of slide in there and enjoy the benefit of it. You know, 2,000 years ago, God started the hard work. And he hard, the hard work of our salvation was that he came to pay for it. And he didn't send a messenger, an angel, to do the hard work. He didn't send a prophet to write about the hard work. He showed up, God the Son, Jesus, and He did the hard work of our salvation. 33 years of a sinless, perfect life in a fallen world, many of whom that lived in it hated Him. And ultimately, we know that Christmas would move into Easter, where Jesus, God Himself, would die on a cross and three days later would rise again. He did all the work. And when we think about the story of salvation and how it began to unfold, uh, of course, it's uh, long before Jesus ever came, the story was already in place. But as it all began to unfold that first Christmas, it reminds us of what the prophet Isaiah had said 700, 750 years before. Speaking of Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, again, he hadn't even been born. It'd be seven centuries before he'd be born. But he was speaking ahead of the Messiah. And he would say that unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given. And the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 700 years later, the angel would come to give reassurance to Joseph, Jesus' earthly dad. And he would say to him, speaking of Jesus who would be born to Mary, he would say that you will give him the name Jesus because why? He will save his people from their sins. He will do the, the hard work of our salvation. Paul would write, after Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, resurrection, and then ascension back to the Father, Paul would write in Philippians chapter 2, speaking of Jesus, he, he would say that he would uh, humble himself. He took on the form of a bondservant, humbled himself to the point of uh, obedience even unto death, even death on a cross. That's the Jesus we celebrate, who did the hard work of our salvation so that we could have a relationship with the God from whom we've been separated because of our sin. We started a new tradition in our family last Christmas. Uh, it's putting together a puzzle, like a Christmas-themed puzzle. Now, I'm not much of a puzzle person, and I'm not very good at it, and I don't have the attention span for it. And so it's became kind of a, an endeavor for the, the females in our family, Susie, Hannah, and April. Drew and I offered emotional support as we drank eggnog and cheered them on while they're putting together this puzzle, hour after hour after hour. Two nights ago, uh, uh, Susie and, and Hannah, I think all three of them in April, were in there, and they were finishing up this puzzle. And uh, and they got to 999 pieces of this puzzle were done. I'm talking hours 
right, over these last couple of weeks or so. 999 pieces were put in, and that final piece was missing, literally was missing. We couldn't find it anywhere. I think, do we have a picture of this? Are we able to access it? Yeah, so here it is. Can you find the missing piece? Right? It looks like a turtle right there in the very, I'm talking about it, not on the edge. That couldn't be hidden in an edge in a corner, right in the middle. And literally, we could not find the, this piece of the puzzle. We looked and we couldn't find it. And then Susie remembered that our beloved chocolate lab, Maple, had been in the kitchen where they were working on this. And she remembered sometimes when you'd lean over, you know, a piece of the puzzle would catch on your shirt and would fall on the floor. And she remembered that happened and she heard Maple uh, eating something. And so we assumed that probably this piece was gone for good, right? And so that night, I picked Drew up from downtown. He was downtown with some friends and and I picked him up. It was 7.15 and we beat a straight line down Truman Parkway all the way to Hobby Lobby before they closed the date. I apologize if I ran you off the road to buy another puzzle for one piece. $8, 60% off of Hobby Lobby, by the way. That was a good thing. $8 for a whole entire puzzle because we just needed one piece. You know what I remember in my life when my mom shared with me the message of the gospel. I was probably eight or nine years old. And she told me about how I could have my sins forgiven. I could go to heaven, have a relationship with God. But I had to give my life to Christ. I had to come to him on his terms, right? She didn't use this terminology. But I had to be close enough. And I had to be on his frequency. I had to be on his channel. You know what his channel is? It's repentance and faith. We don't come to him on our terms being good enough, going to church, cleaning some things up. We come to him on his terms. We turn from our sin and we place our faith in Jesus. We surrender and we follow. And you know what I found? You know what a lot of you found? Is that he was the peace we needed. And it wasn't a peace on the edge. It was the most important peace of all. It was the centerpiece of life. That work, career, family, money, relationships, good deeds, accomplishments couldn't feel. It was that peace of forgiveness, grace that made us right with the God who made us. Hey, do you remember when you gave your life to Jesus? You could do that because he came. We celebrate that today. And if you've never done it, hey, why wait? Why not today right where you sit? Say, Lord Jesus, I've sinned and I need your forgiveness. And today, I trust that you're God You died and you rose, and I invite you to forgive me, save me, and take over. And you know what? He'll do it. Let's pray. God, what a neat moment this is. There's not usually this few in number who are here in this room on a Sunday morning for a 1030 service. But Lord, there's just something kind of special about being able to be here on a Christmas morning. It's no more special than last night. But Lord, it's just a neat time, Lord, to pause and reflect that on this day, today, we celebrate beyond the lights and the gifts and the lunches we'll have later with family and friends and all the other things that go on. The most important thing that we celebrate today is you, Jesus. You you are that missing piece, salvation joy and hope and Lord most of the world doesn't know it most of the world has rejected that but God today we pause and we celebrate and we thank you that you are the God we need 
we've given our lives to you, Lord, may we live a life of worship to you, not just on Sundays, but each day. May we share the message that you are that missing piece, God. May we share it with passion and with consistency. And God, for those that have never come to know you, may they not put it off another day, but choose even now to invite you, Jesus, to forgive and to save. And we know you'll do it. We thank you for today. Thank you for your blessings. And we pray for for your continued blessings and safety, good health, and for ministry through our lives, for your glory. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.